Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Decorative Arts Podcast. Today I am here with Kayla, another student at the Parsons Master of History of Design and Curatorial Studies program. She is going to discuss her undergraduate thesis project, which she brought to my attention after our Gender Discourse and Discontents class. So would you explain to the uh, podcast how you sort of set the project up? Uh, I was always interested in uh, Matisse's paintings in the way he would um, go about painting. So I took his uh, Odalis paintings of women and put a spin on it. So I painted the backgrounds and then I took um, contemporary photos of women in lingerie and placed them in his setting. And that's what I did. So did you paint, like, a total copy of his, were the paintings exactly his paintings, or were they interpretations of his paintings? They were interpretations. You don't ever want to, like, directly copy yeah. <laughs> his work. And I, the way that I paint was very, I would paint with a palette knife, so all of my paintings were very thick, and you could see every stroke of my palette knife, and... Um, so yeah, that's what that's, that's how I so did it. cool. What kind of paint do you use when they make it globular like that? You can use any, but the best is oil painting, mm. oil colors, because acrylic yeah. will dry fast. That's the number one problem. So oil, you're able to blend and come back and work on it if you like don't finish. Usually acrylic, you have to finish that day. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when you were, so what, what was your major in your undergraduate? It was painting with a and we really didn't have any focus. Every project we came up with something else, but I like to focus usually about my own life and also with gender. So that's why I focused on um, like the Odalis paintings and how like Matisse um, depicted women and the whole idea of the gaze within paintings also. So I was kind of like all over the place, but I yeah. definitely enjoyed focusing on gender. Yeah, it all came together and made sense. When you see it, I'm going to post it on the website. But it is, it's interesting because you can't, I couldn't necessarily tell from a picture that the women were not a part of that setting. And then that one of them was an actual video. Yeah, so my advisor of my capstone was very into visual arts and um, like visual painting, which is coming around now but in 2010 that was something that I never even heard of so what I did was I actually took just a plain canvas and um, projected one of his actual Odalis paintings and then I took a video of a girl like walking like strutting her stuff and then put that over the Matisse painting so it was kind of like a juxtaposition of his painting on top of video production and there you could see, like, through the girl walking, his Odalis, like, laying there. So it was kind of just, like, wow. a whole play on just the and con- Yeah, and contemporary images of women and how we look at them today. Yeah. So was it from a projector that hung? So Yeah. So it was... But there was two. So that was it. Oh, no. I mean, there wasn't two. There was one. It wasn't hanging. We, like, put it... We had it on, like, back on, like, a yeah. table. And we had to actually go into some video editing thing and, like, overlay them, actually, on it. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So what actual pieces do you physically still have from that? I still have the four um, 
the paintings that I did with the um, contemporary images of the girls in lingerie. So and that also was different because I it was um, oh my gosh I can't believe I'm blanking on the technique. Oh my gosh why am I blank? Was it like a collage? Yeah, it was transferred, transferred. Oh, okay. So I had to take the photograph and have it on a special t- type of paper, and then I used, like, a gesso. It's a huge process. So it was so annoying, and I messed okay. up multiple times. What? <laughs> Sorry. I should know this, being from the design world, but what is gesso specifically? What does that mean? Gesso? I mean, I used to use it to... Is it a material? Yeah, it's, like, a glossy oh. and you can use it to, like... You know, like, when you make a collage, you put gesso on yes. it to keep it, like, stuck together and stuff. Oh. So that's how you can actually transfer certain images onto canvas. Okay, so it's kind of a sealant almost. Yeah. Oh. And it, like, takes away the paper, and like, yeah. but it keeps, like, the image. Wow, that's really neat. Yeah, so it was, a, it was really based on process as well, not only, like, my background of, yeah. like, story of it, but then it also was a huge process based with, like, oil painting transfers and video so it's a whole mix of stuff (laughs) yeah that's crazy because when you I didn't expect you to say painting because based off of seeing them it didn't it it doesn't look like what someone would expect painting to look like not like in the traditional sense I guess which was is really cool because like I get tired of looking at paintings all the time and that's the thing is in our the contemporary world like now Painting is not what it used to be, just, like, a still life or a landscape. It's changing, which at first I was kind of, like, weird about since I'm, I love painting and I love the history of it, but now I really enjoy, like, painting in the contemporary. Video, video like, ideas on paintings is still a little weird to me, but I do, doing it, like, actually doing it, it was enjoyable, but that's where people do think if you go to a museum and you see, like, just a video and then it's like a painting on a canvas it's you know a little weird but yeah definitely there's something at the LACMA in one of their like ancient rooms and it's this the whole thing is a video so none of it's painting but it's meant to look like a wallpaper and the woman is moving through the wallpaper as one of those colonial women oh wow that's weird and then she like shoots you it's really bizarre, but that See, made me think cool. of it, that's though. Yeah, cool how it's, like, someone's in there. Yeah. That's really sweet, actually. Yeah, that made me think of that when you were... Because in the image that Kayla sent me, I couldn't see the person moving. Right, but, it's like a still. It's yeah, like a still of it. But when like, you explained it, I was like, wow, that would have been so cool to see in person. Yeah. That's so neat. I definitely got good reviews on it, um, and it... I mean, I... Got a great grade, yeah. so that was good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's something that, like, people will be seeing more and more in museums. Do you so. think you'll continue to do something along those lines? De- I mean, I definitely am still painting on the side and um, still palette, palette knife painting. I haven't gotten back into, like, the video, but I think I would like to, especially now with our classes, with dealing with more gender-based um, and just within, like, the culture that we're living in right now. I think I could definitely do something interesting along those lines. Is it hard to maintain your art when supplies are so expensive? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why there's coupons. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's coupons all the time. But, uh, yeah, especially when I have friends that want me to, like, paint them stuff, it's very hard to, like, well, you might have to pay me because... 
And that's another thing is why paintings are the price that they are is because supplies are ridiculous. But if you learn how to stretch your own canvas, it's a little cheaper. Cutting your own wood, that's, like, what I did in my undergrad, so. Whoa, really? Yeah. (laughs) So. I would go to, like, the wood shop in the sculpture, and I would cut my own wood for the canvas and, like, stretch my own canvas, and then. Yeah, that's Is how. that hard to it's do? It's horrible. Yeah, and some of my canvases turned out so crappy because my measurements were <laughs> off. <laughs> and you had to make it so tight, right? Yeah, and then you have to use a staple gun. It's a, it's a lot of work. But wow. it was a cheaper way. Yeah. And most, per, most of my professors were thought that was a be- It's more, per, like, it's more, it's better than buying yeah. pre-made, it, pre-made stuff. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, that was definitely, I haven't, I've not built one since then because I don't really have the supplies like I yeah. can't can't like just I mean I guess I could go to Lowe's and do it but yeah they the now have um workshops too in Brooklyn where you can buy or rent time on a bench oh really yeah someone was telling me in my American craft class that maybe my teacher but there are now popping up all these spots where you can rent space but I guess then you'd have to find somewhere to buy wood. Are they, like, studios, or are they, they like, actually, like... They're warehouses, I think, oh, wow. with space in them. That's sweet. You know what? I might Google it, and then <laughs> I'll post that on the website, too, and then anyone else who's an artist can be, like, do, do yeah. I don't know, <laughs> fiddle with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really that's understand. That would be a good idea for people that don't have space. I know. Because that's another problem. Like, I, I have a little... Clearly, I live in Brooklyn... And my room is the size of a closet. And with oil paintings, you really should you should be painting in a um, ventilated place because of the smell. And I'm painting in my room with oil, so does it smell so strong? Yeah, to like you, you would be like, whoa. But like me, I'm so used to it, and it's just like a natural yeah. smell. And I kind of like. Do you feel smell. dizzy afterwards? No, I mean, I think I'm so used to it. Yeah, but that's another problem is the space and for artists that wanna continue to like on the side even just for fun it's hard yeah I can imagine that's a yep I never all these things I never thought about until I started meeting all these (laughs) artists in our program um but will you explain a little bit about if you want to um we're in a gender class and we read these really interesting articles specifically Laura Mulvey's article on the gaze and the idea of the male gaze almost through almost a camera lens the most often I think is what she did she compared it to film but I mean the male gaze is everywhere right do you want to because that's how our conversation kind of got started about it do you maybe want to explain how they're kind of connected or not really yeah so the female gaze I also um for people that are listening that are interested in this Griselda Pollock is huge with women and the whole idea of the gaze and how women used to not be able to, in paintings, like, stare out at the um, viewer because that was looked at as, like, they were asserting the viewer, which is, like, not, that's not okay because women were not allowed to be like that, and men were. So then you started to see a shift in it where women were looking straight forward, and that was something that Matisse did. His odalisque were, like, looking out, but that their facial expressions weren't anything, like like serious or powerful and that's why in my images that I decided to take of females and like it in the lingerie it was more their I I was cared about more of their like their facial expressions and how they're asserting the viewer in Mm -hmm. such a distinct like look yeah they look very strong yeah and that was like 
even every part of their body, like their hands meant a lot to me, like of how they positioned. So, which you can also look and see in the photos. Um, and so that, that was like my big thing was the gaze is that, and I wrote a lot about that too. And I think, um, Laura Mobley does a lot, does a great job, like describing that within like film, Mm -hmm. but then also you can think about painting and even like historical paintings, how women weren't necessarily allowed to like be asserting the viewer wow it was mostly when they were like half nude that was obviously like <gasps> the point because they're not all, like they shouldn't be yeah like because you're like you're supposed to be like passive not <gasps> being like oh my assertive. Gosh. so yeah I never knew that <laughs> I am now going to go around the Met and just freaking freak out at every yeah if you have to painting. see like the ones that were partially, like, more nude. I mean, clearly there are women, like, sitting with portraits they're staring at, but you can also just, like... I mean, there's all this background info yeah, on it. So that's it's amazing. a very interesting topic, and that's what kind of led me to... Besides the process and materials of painting, it was more of that. Because. Yeah, the background of <laughs> yeah. the sort of gender influence on it. Yeah, and how, like, males would view the women yeah how has that changed now because now there's women artists doing a lot of fine art in Mm -hmm. the public how has that changed do you think it's do you think people are still representing people in kind of a similar way of passive women um I think it's actually well now when you go into like some art museums I know there's um uh, exhibition at the Brooklyn Museum right now, her name's Marilyn Manter, I think her name is. Her paintings are um, incredible, number one. They're photorealist. But then she has, like, a section where it's just, like, girls' breasts are out and, like, there's guys' genitalia. So, like, I think now we're getting into where art is just, it's there. Yeah. And that you, like, it's to the point where you, like, are looking at it and you, like, have to look at it. And if yeah. you, like, look, like, yeah, you might feel uncomfortable, but... So it's a little, I feel like it has changed, yeah. but where it's now just, like, there. Yeah. <laughs> like, in your face. Yeah. So. That's really interesting. I feel like I see a lot more genitalia now, which is interesting, I think, to think about that there's these specific symbols of, like, sex that oh, yeah. are now being, like, There's always been, like, breasts, yeah. obviously, which is funny because as, a, like, a feminist, like, ideas, they're always, like... Well, then why wasn't there, like, a penis showing? Because that was, like, not... But now, in art, there's penis everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> like, literally everywhere. Which, that's... I mean, I guess my feel on it is... I don't, as an artist and just a passionate person about art, I don't... When I look at it, I don't, like, get freaked out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But to some people that would go into, like, a museum and see that, that would definitely probably either offend them, but... Yeah, but it's good because it makes her. I feel that when your level of comfort is questioned, that's when you learn the most or you have that vulnerability, which is really important, like in our gender class. When we had to make, uh, uh, Lee Thompson came into our class and he was awesome, but definitely made us all feel vulnerable, which... <laughs> which I was, I can only take for two hours, and then I was oh like, gosh, I yeah, can't do anymore. 
but it was so interesting. But it was the same idea of that question of the comfort level and um, when you're faced with ideas of like really abrupt images of like sex and stuff. Right. Of. But and I think that's good. And then it that all goes back to even with my um, senior project, who's viewing it? That's always a thing too. Because if you would take my paintings and my teachers were very open to things and saw that and thought that was great. But then if you would take it to like where I'm from, people might be like, what, why, like, what are you doing? Like, this is not art or this makes me uncomfortable. So do you think that the gaze was sort of, um, a little bit different in terms of the fact that you were a woman taking the video versus like, if it had been a male videotaping women in lingerie, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, how would that have sort of changed, or would it have changed the message? I don't know. See, I don't know either. I mean, I definitely think it would, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I've never I don't really know. thought of that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, being, like, the person filming it that's I never even thought about but I know like viewing it like it would definitely differ clearly like a male viewing it compared to a female view viewing it like mm-hmm. seeing it on display but yeah filming it I mean that's like having a I don't know that's a great yeah. question <laughs> <laughs> you stopped me there I have no idea. um have you seen the um is at the Met right now and they're doing tours of the nasty women Oh, no, my, no, it's on right now. Yeah, that sounds really go. cool. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd been. No, I haven't gone. But I think it has something to do with the idea of the women in paintings and I'll have something to definitely like that. Go to yeah, that. everyone should check that out. I think it goes through May. So by the time this broadcast, <laughs> you'll have two weekends to go see it. So you better go yeah. see it. <laughs> Hopefully it's not sold out. Um, is there anything else um, that you would like to tell the podcast listeners about your your artwork um check it out uh do you have do you show any of the artwork that you have um I have like at like art fairs to try to sell some of my work not that one because that was like a that definitely would never sell (laughs) and the people that were in it would probably be like oh why is my yeah thing like my body being shown like at an art fair but I am currently still working on some stuff, and I hope to continue. Um, not sure what direction, but um, for the people that are listening, just go be open-minded to art, and yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, if she creates anything within the next four weeks, I'll let you guys know and then post it. <laughs> um, but thanks so much for coming on. Thank you.